All right, welcome back to On Shuffle. Got a good podcast for you. And I want to clarify because um, you might can't hear it at all. But if you do hear uh, <coughs> a panting dog, it's just uh, she's right here in front of me. So um, she's not going to be giving her opinions on this on our great topics today. But uh, she will be listening in. But, uh, but nonetheless, my dog's right here. So if you hear a weird noise, that's just her. But no, we got a good one for you. We've got uh, Matthew gave me some homework. Then we've got uh, we're welcoming back the list this week. Um, so I'm excited to see what, uh, you know, I thought we, so, okay, I'll just go ahead and tell you our, our homework was uh, Lady Gaga and then our list, uh, was prettiest songs of all time. Now, <clears throat> when I said last week at the end of the show, uh, and I thought this to be true, I said, I can't wait to see how much, uh, our list crossover, like what we have the same. But as I was making the list, I started realizing I don't think that's going to be the case. Definitely not. Um, you know, and, and there still might be a, a song or two, maybe, but um, I, I put a bunch of songs down, and uh, and I really couldn't get a feel of uh, make an actual list besides just picking a bunch of songs that are, would be on my uh, list. You know, that I feel like are prettier than others. Also, I realized that, of course, being um, into rock and roll as my main entree, so to speak. I realize that it's very biased. Uh, well, it's an opinionated list, of course, but uh, it's very biased and very geared. Mine's going to be geared towards uh, rock and roll. And, you know, I mean, you'll hear it, of course. Yeah. Um, it might stray a, a hair here or there. But, uh, but again, nonetheless, that's what we got for you today. I'm excited to, to get rolling. What do you want to you want to get rolling with homework? Uh, well, yeah, we, well, yeah, we'll start with the Lady Gaga, guys. we kind of do every week. Okay, okay. Um, so uh, go get us started, man. What you? How, what do you want to talk about? Um, well, with Lady Gaga, like I said, that was our, uh, we decided on listening to. Sure. Um, and with uh, Lady Gaga, like I said I haven't really listened to her music and gave it much of a listen, but right, probably ever since her first two albums came out, I mm. want to say, yeah, not that I kind of remember, uh, made a mark to remember this, but it was at least two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Right. I think she had released. Her debut at 08, which is Lady Gaga, I say self-titled. Is it really 08? I want to say it's 08, yeah. Wow. And then Fame Monster is 09, so that's her first two. Okay. So since those two, I haven't really gave her much of a listen. Um, just besides hearing the popular song or controversy mm-hmm. uh, of the of the day, you know, whatever it may be. But, uh, you know, I put her, put her on shuffle, of course, you know, and... Um, um, and uh, a lot of her newer music, uh, I guess, I guess to my dismay, I guess, is a lot of the dance, dan- more dance heavy sure. music. Sure, yeah. Um, I guess, like, it's not really, I can't really put a difference. I can, you know, I can't differentiate between the old stuff and the new stuff, but it seems like the the, the newer stuff, it's like every chorus is just like a big chorus, and it's just really, like, just really heavy pop. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's very, very dancey, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't... So, so a lot of the song, newer songs I didn't like, um, but you know, I did like revisit the old stuff because I, I think I mentioned a few times like her first two albums were, were big, you know, or, or at least to uh, me and uh, me and uh, me and Gavin, uh, at least around these parts. You right. Know? So uh, we did list. We did. I did like her first two albums. Revisiting it, they still held up pretty good. Good debuts. Yeah. Debuts and um, for her, but. Um, but yeah, so I said I don't know if it's the nostalgia or if it's just um, the difference between the old stuff and new stuff. Yeah. The old stuff was just a lot better to me. Well, so okay, uh, to your point, I think for me, like one thing tracking her because I've never I, there was never a point that I was listening to Lady Gaga, but uh, I think going back, um, how much she's involved was, was uh, pretty pretty cool. She's really evolved, uh, you know, all around, especially like <clears throat> just her in general. Like I remember when she started. And I guess you said it's been almost 14 years now. Yeah. Uh, I remember those first couple years of her fame thinking, like, she reminds me of a lot like, uh, and maybe this isn't fair. Maybe this is just from a way far outsider looking in. She really reminded me a lot of, like, uh, how Marilyn Manson is to, uh, to I guess, the prog rock or whatever, whatever you or, want to say. Yeah. Um, how just very weird style. Like, I remember uh, early on, like, her not showing her face much. Uh, and then mm. just having this weird style. And then it seems like as she's gotten older, and, and hell, I know she's not old. She's probably younger than I am, I guarantee it. Um, but just kind of seeing her evolve into, 
I don't obviously, I, 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 for lack of better words, like just evolving to a woman, um, and she's. There was a point, and I hope this doesn't come off wrong. There was a point where I didn't think she was attractive at all, and I just thought she was kind of weird. I guess it's just style difference, you know. But mm -hmm. um, and then like seeing her when she did the movie a few years back, the big yeah. movie. Remember thinking, man, she's a beautiful woman. Mm -hmm. um, and I would have never guessed that uh, ten years ago, you know. So. Yeah, well, I think I think a lot of people's opinions on her changed probably when she stopped the. Uh, well, her and I guess well, not the only ones, but her and Slayer kind of have some similarities as far as the shock value. Mm -hmm. You said Marilyn Manson; it's the same way. That's a good um, point. The shock value, shock, yeah, because you know she had the meat dress. You know, yeah. And she, uh, yeah, she kind of hid part of her face when she was like just kind of getting started, right? Um, and she, good point. um, pretty good performance. A funny performance was she. I can't remember the song. Well, she dressed up as a guy, and she opened up the MTV movie, uh, Music Award, movie or music awards, mm -hmm. just like a guy. Gave like a monologue, and, I, and she went into a song. At the end of the song, she brought in Brian May, which is pretty awesome. That's awesome. But uh, but uh, so, so she she kind of did these, I guess really, uh, I guess not maybe for shock or just uh, you know her way of yeah you know, uh, uh, doing her thing. I guess being individual, uh, you know, aspect of her. Um, I think a lot of people's opinions ever changed when she kind of stopped some of the more shock value stuff sure. and just kind of went to just being more of an artist and getting into acting and doing yeah. things like that. Um, it's almost like you just get, you, you kind of get opened up to her a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that, I think that's what, uh, and, and, a lot of this, what it is. Yeah. Know? And I, cause I always think like, uh, you know, you and I, one thing like me and you have in common, like I know we'll talk sometimes when Theo Vaughn, the comedian, does something funny or things about people like that. Uh, I know Pat McAfee's another one that's getting very famous these days in the entertainment world. And I think like, why them? Why are they so, like, why why, why, why am I so drawn into them? And why are people so drawn into them? And I think there's an element of like them just being an open book and you getting to know who they are, like, uh, their character like who they are flows and like you're just led into their life and i guess there's something about her just being more open these days is like mm -hmm. uh not trying to be a character just being more of herself yeah and it uh i guess it's more it's admire you know, it's easier to admire her uh in, in that state but um you know i so i was thinking about that that's that's just a you know a thing that um maybe it's because she is more uh, human to me now that that I like, and she's very talented. That's one thing yeah. I took away from this. Uh, of course, I don't, uh, I don't like uh, that style of music as much. So it wasn't something that I opened up with and, and was thinking like I've got to go start downloading her songs. But uh, more so for me, just uh, I walked away from this thinking like, man, I I totally get why she's so big uh, now. She's so good, so talented, um, beautiful voice. And it ain't one of those things. She never needed the shock value as talented as she is. Um, you know, obviously it doesn't hurt and it helps. I'm sure it's definitely helped her career. But uh, she's so talented. She doesn't need any of that. She just needs a microphone, you know. Mm -hmm. So. All right. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I just, I think, I think with her, uh, I'm, I, uh, it was just very easy for me. Uh, I just appreciated how talented she was, man. She's so <clears throat> And I didn't even have that many. I didn't even hear like many songs during this homework session that I like uh, that stuck out to me that I really liked or anything. It's mm. just her talent, man. How good she is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the uh, the more she's like I guess put down the the last well, album. I don't know what to call it, but that earlier era of her where she was kind of being I said being kind of out there and yeah um getting getting attention you know but you know, sharp opening up being herself right um I think like I said I th think she's only gotten bigger because of that she didn't try to right stay on that um you know because you can only get so big be just being wild and crazy right and doing things just for attention and uh, you know you can only be so big I mean which I think helps. She's a pop artist and not like, not like a Marilyn Manson who, Yeah. I mean, he has his fans somehow, but uh, now he's a bit of a dirtbag. Yeah. Guess, uh, yeah. Allegedly. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's allegedly a dirtbag. So, uh, well, no, I think, I think, okay. Uh, so I, and this is just my feelings. And I, I, well, I mean, what better place to discuss it than hear this music podcast. But 
uh, in a situation like that, uh, he obviously is dirtbag. It's just a matter of uh, if he takes consent. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, I, the stuff I've heard with him, and I know we're not talking about yeah, that. Yeah, let's I'm not off, get into all but, that. But, well, I'm just going to say, like, I, I, you know, what better place than a music podcast talk about a musician? I just feel like the things like that is... Uh, uh, he's, he's obviously a dirt bag. It's just a, a matter of, uh, whether, you know, he did things, uh, the, the right way or not, uh, in those things. But, but nonetheless, she is a lot, uh, she reminded me a lot like him in the beginning. Um, but I don't, uh, I don't see it anymore. She's oh, just gone, definitely, she's definitely not, no. gone on her own route. And, uh, and I heard a story and I think I mentioned on here before, but, uh, I heard a thing about when she was in college, how apparently she was bullied, and uh, and I don't know what led to her being bullied, but apparently her uh, group of students at her college in New York um, made a MySpace page saying, uh, and the title of it was like, uh, whatever her real name is, which I don't know, um, will never be famous, and that was the the name of it, which uh, you know apparently they mm -hmm. uh, think she was right. But, uh, and they were definitely way off base on that one. Yeah, they're definitely wrong. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so she's an artist that I will definitely, uh, not that she's going to be in anywhere around us, but I will definitely go see her live. I think she would be fun to see. I said, even though like I said a lot of the newer music I don't like necessarily, um, I think she'll be just a, she'll be a, a big, you know, awesome performer to see. And um, and she's, she's one that, obviously, nowadays it's kind of hard to, we kind of uh, think about uh, where Freddie Mercury would be as far as like music he plays and stuff. Mm -hmm. You'd be a huge fan of her. Oh so God, you'd yeah. be like humongous really fan. Well, uh, fan of her. Well, you know, um, I guess which would correlate for what. And I don't, I don't really know what it is. Here's another reason, another thing I was li trying to listen for, and I don't know what I was listening for, but uh, I know that uh, amongst gay people, she she is huge. Um, but I don't know why, and of course, I'm not the right person to, to comment on that. I wouldn't know why, but I would be interested to know why why she's so famous, why she's so huge with the gay and like the trans community, um, and why they love her so much. Is it because she's vocal? Which I, I've not never seen her be vocal about anything personally, mm -hmm. but um, and I don't know. Maybe it's just you. You kind of alluded to something earlier. Her style of music, the dance style and stuff. Maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. Uh, well, I think she's always been a vocal supporter. That's the biggest thing. She's always uh, been a big supporter of you know gay and trans rights okay. or L LGBTQIA right. rights. I think uh, that's probably the biggest thing. She's always been vocal, uh, been, been vocal about it. Always been a supporter. Yeah. Among other things, like I said, we didn't uh, look up her history as far as her upbringing and yeah. anything like that. So we no opinions on that or any knowledge of that. So there could be more to it. But, yeah, it could be. Uh, I guess. But I'll say I know she's always been a vocal supporter. So that's yeah. the biggest thing. Yeah, but no, I I walked away with it. I guess, um, which I, it seems like this is a, a common theme of my homework, but. Uh, Nonetheless, I, I walked away from it uh, being more appreciative of her as a musician, um, and uh, and it, it just I, I just uh, don't listen to her style of music. It doesn't uh, play to my ears, but uh, but her talent is very um, obvious. So um, you know, I will give her a A plus uh, <laughs> if I'm canning out grades here. But uh, no, I, I definitely uh, definitely see the talent. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, so like this, she's. Uh... Obviously, she's big for a reason. She's obviously very talented, yeah. and uh, yeah. like I said, uh, a lot of people love her. For, like I said, for good reason. Um, yes, yeah, so I said I'm. I guess I, I'm a fan of just her in general. Yeah. Um, not necessarily ever of her music nowadays, but like I said, uh, I'm just a fan of her, and I'll always pay attention to what she does. You know, keep an eye out for what she's doing because she's, you know, she's, she's acting. She's obviously still putting out music. Mm -hmm. um, she had a Vegas residency. Oh, really? Last year, year before. Nice. Yeah, so she's obviously, like I said, you know, she's only, you know, just getting bigger. Yeah, and I and I, I alluded to it a few minutes ago. I don't know how old she is. I, I think she's early 30s, um, which is crazy because it, you would, it feels like she's been around forever. Yes. Um, so mm -hmm. my first thought when you said 08 is like, I can't believe she's been around that long. But as I try to, uh, you know, think about it reflect on it it seems like she's been around longer almost you know yeah yes yeah, so her name's been yeah in the public eye for a while so, yeah uh, i guess she come out of the gate swinging you know yeah because she was on well i think originally on the akon 
song. Uh, I can't remember the song now. Right. But she was on, an, on one, of, one of his songs, and then uh, I don't know if he found her or I said, we don't, we should have probably looked up her history here. Sure. But uh, yeah. Like I said, but uh, I know she was on his song, and then that kind of uh, only propelled her to, you know, uh, to when she put out her own music to, yeah. you know, uh, have a little bit more fame, you know, fame out of the gate. Right. Um, yes, yeah, so I said, so the last Lady Gaga, so we'll uh, pick out another artist later in the yeah, pod. Yeah, we'll, we'll have one before the end of the show. So uh, now here's what I'm excited for. Uh, the thing I've been excited for all week, and uh, I, as I mentioned earlier, I'm definitely, well, I mentioned last week, I'm definitely waiting to see how uh, close ours are, but we've got another list for you, and the list is of the, I, well, our picks on the prettiest songs of all time. Um, and as I kind of mentioned earlier, too, uh, mine is, uh, well, and as Matthew's probably is, too, is very heavily influenced on my own style of music and what I like. Um, so uh, don't go listening for any Celine Dion or anything like that because it's not going to be on there. Um, but, and, and, and don't, when I'm giving you my list, uh, you listeners, don't take it as a, I, this is my number one song of all time, prettiest song of all time, number three prettiest song. I'm just going to give you a list of them, and then I'll also have some uh, honorable mentions after we're done. So, uh, you want to get us started with your number five, the first one off your list? Yeah, I will. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the way I approach this list is probably, um, I said, try to think of pretty, kind of what my, you know, my definition sure. of that is. Um, I guess it's, it's funny when I was putting the list together, I didn't necessarily include my, we did, I don't know how many pods ago now, uh, emotional songs to us or moments or what have you. Um, so none of those songs are on here. Okay. For, for, cause I think, you know, emotional songs or moments or listen to emotional songs can be, um, for different reasons. Okay. Um, so pretty to me, the way I approached it, it's, um, like when I think of pretty, just almost in general, I think of almost it being uh, fragile, like brittle, and almost anything yeah. pretty, if you want to call it that. Sure. Um, so I try thinking of uh, songs that were songs either subject matter by sound that just sound uh, fragile, almost. Okay. Like sound, like I said, almost uh, maybe not even heavenly, because there are like a lot of mine are um, more uh, dramatic, kind of darker songs. Okay. Um, so to get us started, uh, this is one I let you in on last week, getting it out of the way. I uh, chose a song by a Saigon Kick, Love okay. is on the Way. Nice. Um, so quick little history here. Uh, this, uh, the, the debut album by Saigon Kick came out in 92. They were um, a group out of Miami. Okay. Um, this was their only hit. This, I think it said... Um, it debuted uh, number 12 when it was released. Nice. Yeah, so I guess on the some charting okay. back in the day. But, um, sorry about that. But, uh, but, um, yeah, so Saigon Kick, like I said, what I like about it, like I said, it's, um, it is pretty much an acoustic song. Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part, I can't think of there's any, like, a big solo in it. Yeah. Um, but it's a pretty, uh, it's an acoustic heavy song. Um, there's a lot of harmony. Um, like I said it's just a, just a good song, like I said, and it's one that I can't imagine. I can't tell you how I found it. Um, it might have been when I was going through the almost the B level hair metal band phase. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, I, I found them somehow. Like right, I said, but right. yes, Saigon Kick, Love Is On the Way. Okay, so my first one is going to kind of set the tempo for like you know, as I mentioned, it's definitely my style of music and what's on brand for me. My first one is uh more than words by extreme okay yeah uh, I, I just i love the song i've you know it's a beautiful song and um it kind of just uh what i listen to, what i look for in, in pretty i guess my my opinion on pretty uh look no farther than uh, than that song uh kind of like you mentioned with saigon it's a acoustic song and uh just beautiful tempo and uh it course is beautiful so uh I love the words in it. The words mean a lot, and uh, but more than words by Extreme. Yeah, I'll say um, this song. Um, I figured one of us was going to have it. Um, this song, I know Extreme had. You, know, they're a moderately successful hair metal band. Yeah. Um, I know this is probably their biggest song. My well, most definitely their biggest song. And this one's uh, had legs. Like mm -hmm. I said, this one 
I can't there's I can't necessarily name a movie or TV shows off of. I know yeah. Jimmy Fallon and yeah. Black covered it a few years ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so this is like a song that it's almost uh, last week you referenced the uh, the power ballad commercials that yep. you know the CDs that had like eight CDs of power ballads. And that was on it. every one of. Them. Yeah. So yeah. So this was yeah. This is one of those on the commercial. You know, if, um, I can't remember his name now. Nuno and. Whatever the lead singer's name was, singing. Yeah, and you know the thing about that song is, is, is one Garrett, of those. What's the name? Uh, he sing for Van. Sing for Van Halen. The, um, the, the, the thing, the thing about it is, it's one of the, uh, it's one of the few songs in the history of music that, no matter when it comes on, I usually never skip it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's a good mark for a, a good song. Sure. Like I said it's, uh, you know, you can't, you don't skip it normally. Yeah, you just don't. So. Um, yeah, all right. So what you yeah, got? So, that's, so another one here. Um, I have to uh, go of, uh, I guess on my, on my uh, pop side, um, it's a Billie Eilish song, it's a song called Hostage. Okay. It came off of her uh, 2017 EP, uh, it's titled Don't Smile At Me, that's the name of the EP. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's mainly acoustic, I think, I don't know how old she was at the time, she might have been 15 or 16 when wow. it came out. Um, this is the one with uh, Ocean Eyes on it, kind of her big song. Okay. Um, so this song, I guess just a quick, I guess, subject matter. Um, the title is Hostage, but it's almost like loving someone right. against their will, like like they're a hostage almost. Right. Um, it's just very pretty. It's pretty much acoustic, uh, another acoustic one. I think a lot of mine are actually acoustic now I think about it. Which, yeah, actually all of mine are acoustic songs, so I'll get into the rest later, but... Um, I guess like acoustic songs may just lean, lend itself to being a little bit prettier, I guess. Right. Um, so this is one, like I said, it's a pretty acoustic heavy. Um, not, not a really a chorus. I can, I don't think, I can't try to think. There's not, uh, it's not, not a big chorus in the song. Yeah. Um, it just kind of tells a good story. So, uh, so yeah. So again, this is a uh, hostage by Billie Eilish. Okay. So uh, good one, man. That, my next one is, uh, and I, the reason I say good one is it's yeah. obviously your style and, and uh, <laughs> you just never heard it. Yeah. I've never heard it. And, uh, but it's cool though, that, uh, I'm glad it made me appreciate that, that you're not sticking with, all right, let me see what, what everybody else think is, uh, is prettiest songs. Uh, and that's kind of where I went to as well. Like, uh, what was, I thought was, now don't get me wrong, it's just like the stream. Uh, and the next one I'm about to mention, there's probably a lot of people that'll have these uh, in theirs, but again, you could definitely tell it's my opinion. So that's what I appreciate about that one. Now, my next one um, is a, a song, 1971, The Rolling Stones, Wild Horses. Uh, okay. You know, yeah, very, no. very beautiful song. Uh, I know there's some history with that one. I forgot. Uh, I, I'd have to circle back. It'd probably been good info to have one uh, when I'm going to bring it up. But, uh, but uh, you know, I think Mick Jagger wrote the song. But, uh, but again, the uh, Wild Horses by the Rolling Stones. That is my uh, next one, which is crazy to think songs like that are 50 years old now. Yeah, I think this one's another covered one. Like this one is covered a lot. Yes, heavily um, covered. Yeah, I think Fergie covered it. Um, I think that's the one top of my head, just because they kind of popped in there. Yeah. Another heavily covered song, yeah. and like I said that's one that I probably I've, I've heard the name. I probably never actually heard it. Yeah. Um, besides the chorus, I've heard the chorus because, yeah. like I said, it's very famous. Uh, beautiful song. Um, there's a, a good list that I would have to maybe look at one day or talk about on the pod. Um, most covered songs. Yeah. And this, I know this this one is on there. The one you just said, oh, Wild Horses. Uh, I think number one is actually yesterday. Oh really? I think yesterday is the number one. Actually, I could see that. Probably changed since, but yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, so another one. So this is uh, this is a chalk one. Okay. That this is one that would be on an all-time list by okay. Rolling Stone. You know, so this is not original. Um, probably the only non-original one on my list. I said a uh, bridge over troubled water. Mm -hmm. Simon and Garfunkel um, came out in 1970 from that same that album with the same name, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Right. Uh, I want to say this is one that um, Garfunkel wrote most heavily. Heavily, heavily. Mm -hmm. uh, I think mainly Paul Simon was kind of the key contributor to Simon and Garfunkel as far as writing songs. Yeah. Um, but this is one of Garfunkel's few songs he did write. Um, so I know I've seen him. I've seen him sing it as far as like on YouTube plenty of times. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, I said it's just a you know uh, very good song. It's uh, piano heavy actually, so this is not not acoustic based, but um, one of those songs that everybody should listen to. Like I said, if you never heard "Bridge Over Troubled Water," especially the album version or any live version, um, check it out. Like I said, it's um, it's it's just a good song, especially one one of theirs. I could have went with "The Sound of Silence." That would have been a popular one, um, but this is probably number two as far as prettiest songs from them if you want to call it that so okay. uh, yeah bridge over troubled water okay so my my next one is uh and it's funny i'm thinking about it now that you got it in my head i'm going to give you another one that's uh heavily covered uh but my next one would be a, a little lady named dolly parton and the songs <laughs> i'll always love you yeah uh which was made very famous uh when i was a kid by uh, one whitney houston mm-hmm so, uh, but it was just a beautiful song, and uh, and I guess it's one of those that I get out of my rock zone and uh, and appreciate beauty for what it is, and uh, you know it's just it's just got a it's just got a beautiful sound. I don't I I'm trying to sit here and think like uh, while we're talking like what makes these songs beautiful. I really don't know. It's just something pleasing to the ear um, that makes you feel a certain way, and uh, and definitely songs like this have it. But uh, again, Dolly Parton, I'll always love you. Yes, yeah, so, uh, this is a good choice. Uh, Another he like it's a heavily covered song. Sure. Um, what's your favorite cover of it? Since we're on it, I uh, definitely Whitney Houston. Okay. Yeah, but from the Bodyguard movie, Whitney Houston did it, and it is uh, spectacular uh, the way she does it. And she actually, uh, I'm not going to say that uh, Whitney Houston, you know, obviously one of the biggest acts uh, uh, of all time, uh, but this song definitely propelled her uh, when she did the movie with Kevin Costner, and this was the hit song from it. So. Mm. And, uh, but I obviously it, so I guess to get back to your question, it definitely be Whitney Houston's version. Okay, um, it's full. well for me because there's a third one that I'm gonna say is my number one. Okay, uh, Parcels covered it uh, for this YouTube uh, channel. Um, yeah, like a like a version, mm -hmm. kind of the artist covered different different songs. They covered this one and made it their own. Right, and uh, so that's my favorite. But I would actually put Dolly the number two because yeah. um, I like her version. I think it's just a little bit, well, pretty as far as, you know, for the subject here. Yeah. I think it's a bit, little, little bit prettier because her voice is you know, obviously not nearly as powerful as Whitney Houston's. Sure. Uh, probably ever was. You know, it's not it's not as powerful. But I think it contributes to the prettiness of the song. I guess right. her, not frail and frailty in her voice. I, but I know what you're saying. The, like I said, the, I, I mentioned brittle earlier. Yeah. Earlier, almost like her brittle thin voice yeah almost. it's very fragile sound yeah yeah so i think that kind of lends to the prettiness of it especially the acoustic more acoustic heavy song that she has yeah i'd agree so all right so what you got for me um all right so an another one of mine um i don't know if this will be on this is the only time we'll overlap so um if it's not if you have i'm surprised if you have it now surprised you, you probably would have mentioned it earlier so uh, anyway so um Love of My Life by Queen. Mm. Uh, came out in 75 on A Night at the Opera. Um, obviously, it's an all-time great love song. It's, this is one that, out of all these songs we've mentioned, I can't necessarily name a cover. Somebody else who covered it, mm -hmm. other than Mark Bartell, obviously, but he you know, did every Queen song just about. But, uh, yeah, it's not, not a heavily covered song as far as I know, off the top of my head. But um, it's an all-time great love song. I love I love this song because it's uh, one that you know a little bit of history. Freddie wrote it about his uh, lifelong love, I'll say, and Mary Austin. I think, or he said it was his lifelong love too. Yeah. Um, so for those who don't know, you know, Mary Austin was his last girlfriend, fiance, if you want yeah. to call it that. It, uh, his last one before he kind of started. You know, being more bi uh, or bi and homosexual. <laughs> the I guess. dude train. <laughs> yeah, before he kind of started, yeah, to go in a different lifestyle. But, um, but yeah, this is a song hero for her. Um, it's covered in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, but uh, I actually don't like that version of it because the crowd sings the entire song. I know. Song. It drives me crazy. The Brazil version is so yeah. famous. It drives me crazy because 100,000 people are singing or 200,000 people. They sing like the entire song. Yeah. Um, I like I like the because like I said I've, we've both probably heard this song several times over. Uh, well, I like the Queen Rocks Montreal version because Freddie kind of asked for the audience uh, attendant like uh, helping it and they don't know the words at all. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he even he even remarks on it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. And, and I like it. I like the version they do now where um, Brian May is alone on stage. He kind of opens up and does probably the first verse of the song. But then, um, but then they, uh, but then Freddie pops up on the Jumbotron. Yeah. And he sings the rest of it and Brian May just kind of plays to him. Right, right. So that's uh, various versions of the song. But the original, like I said, off the album, not at the opera. Like I said, it's a beautiful song that'll live forever. Like I said, it's not their biggest, obviously. Mm. That's probably Bohemian. But, um, but you know, it's probably their top five songs. It's just a really good one. Well, okay, so I'm going to piggyback off of that. I have one on my list. I, I, I'm, I, I've got one on my list that um, uh, I guess, and I was trying to go through because I, I would have been lying if I didn't include Queen on my list. So, uh, But for me, I had to put somebody to love on my list. Okay. Uh, I, and it's a little bit more upbeat uh, of a, a pretty song, uh, if that's the thing, you know, because I think generally when I think pretty songs, I think a very slow uh, tempo, yeah. uh, just... Uh, that style, but somebody to love, which it depends on, you know, how you hear it. But, um, you know, it's a more upbeat one, but I think it's a, it's a beautiful song and, uh, and it's been covered too. Uh, so, uh, but somebody to love by queen. It's definitely, it's definitely one of, of my, um, favorite songs and what it was off. And, and you know what? It was on a movie I was watching the other day, which, uh, uh was it a Shrek movie or something? Somebody I, to love. Yeah. Um, it's on some cartoon movie I, I heard. And maybe it wasn't Shrek. I don't know, but, uh. I guess it was just random oh enough that it was on it was on something, but uh, but anyways, yeah, that's definitely uh, definitely on my list every time. Um, well, you mentioned somebody to love. Um, Amazon did have a good commercial when they were advertising. It's probably Amazon Music, mm-hmm. but they you just had a there was a series of commercials. One was Freddie or Queen. Uh, it was just a picture of a mouth, like an animated cartoon mouth mm-hmm. with a big mustache. And he, uh, it shows like a, an acapella version of Somebody to Love. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's um, maybe something similar that's to what cool. you were talking about. I like that. But um, so the last on my list, at least last of my top five, mm-hmm. um, is a song uh, called Safe and Sound by the Silver Wars and Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. It came out in 2012. It was part of, I think it might have been the first Hunger Games movie when it came out. Um, so kind of, I know this. This was a pretty commercially successful song. I know that was a huge movie and series of movies. Um, but but this song, I don't know necessarily the meaning behind it, if it's relation to the movie or not. Mm-hmm. But um, it's probably one of my favorite live performances of all time. Uh, Silver Wars bring out Taylor Swift, um, and the song is pretty heavily. It's like another acoustic song. It's all acoustic. Um, and the Silver Wars, they provide more of the harmony. Taylor Swift is kind of the solo voice on it. Mm-hmm. Um, just a great song. Very pretty, beautiful. Like I said, um, all the good uh, verbs and synonyms you can apply to it. Like I said, it's a very good song. Um, another kind of more somber, uh, melodram- melodramatic type of song. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, so it's Safe and Sound, Silver Wars, and Taylor Swift. I think it actually won a, won a Grammy. Uh, for nice. the top song or you know i have to go check that out when we get yeah. done because i'm sure i've heard it yeah you've probably heard it uh, like i said it came out in 2012 for that for that movie i had a video music video and everything so um i said it was pretty pretty big okay uh, like i said the live performance like i said is one of my favorite performances of all time just them and this song which is very mm-hmm. good so uh, yeah safe and sound uh silver wars taylor swift all right so my next one is uh i it brings good memories because i th- i when I reflect, I think that my next one is a, a, a big reason why I love music and I love uh, ballads in general. Uh, I remember it was one of my first favorite songs as a kid, um, one that I, you know, sought at. And I, I remember being a kid trying to uh, sing the chorus or trying to sing lyrics to, uh, like, my parents, like my mom, trying, you know, saying, hey, help me find this song. I want to get the tape or whatever, you know, the album at the time. Um, and that never happened, but uh, Richard Marks, uh, right here waiting. Okay. Uh, used to love that song, which Richard Marks, if you don't know, is a very talented musician, and 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 it was is obviously his big hit. Uh, but uh, right here waiting, a beautiful ballad, uh, and I guess you would say that's um, pop. Uh, I don't know mm. what you would say that is. Um, well, I think there's a genre of music that we've haven't mentioned that might fit into his power pop. Yeah. Which and, is like a combination of 
probably like you know more of those ballads would be yeah well like more it's more pop but it's still, it still has some rock elements to it yeah like, so uh, uh culture club or okay stuff like that um, yeah well i definitely think okay so then that's what it is you just brought that that's what it is because it's dirt it came out during that that style of of rock uh you you know so to speak but it's uh, it's definitely not Richard March was not rock. So uh, yeah. But uh, but again, a beautiful song, one of the most beautiful courses uh, in a song uh, ever. So uh, but again, one of my early favorites, and that's uh, Richard Marks uh, uh, right here waiting. All right, so that's the end of my top five. Okay, I got a um, bunch for you, so we're gonna yeah, have some so, honorable mentions. Yeah. So uh, so I, the honorable honorable mentions I did not write down. So these okay. are on top of my head. Okay. Um. Well, not, so this is an honorable mention. Um, I couldn't include it just because I didn't think it was, well, as pretty. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's, uh, I'm going to say, Save All Your Love by Great White. Okay. Um, it's a Very song good. that uh, when VH1 Classical was still around, um, I can't remember, I, I think it might have been Monsters Ball or one of those, uh, on VH1 Classical, they would have an hour of songs, mm-hmm. so videos. This was one of the videos all the time. This is always one of them. Um, it's a weird video. You know, I love it just because it's weird. It's like, uh, I think it's the lead singer, Jack Russell, and the guitar player. And they're in like a guitar store, and every time you go back to the guitar player, he has a different guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jack Russell, he's back in the day, he wasn't the skinniest of guys, so he's kind of this long-haired, meatloaf-looking guy. Mm-hmm. And um, so, like I said, this song, in, <laughs> enough about them, but the song in general is obviously very pretty. It's Huge, huge rock ballad from the '80s. Um, I think their big song was what "Once Bit, Twice Shy." Yeah, probably their biggest. Um, but yeah, so like I said, "Save All Your Love" by Great White, one of my favorite ballads. Um, yes, yeah, just a good one. That's good. I, I like that one. That was another one that's uh, right up my alley as far as ones that uh, I'd like, and it's that would definitely be on my list if I kept going too much farther for sure. Because again, that's where i am in my style but my next one is i was just going back and looking to see what i'm gonna do next it could probably very easily be the number one song in my book uh but it is elvis presley um uh, gosh i'm drawing a black elvis presley can't help falling in love um and again another heavily covered song yeah um you know very (laughs) that seems to be a common theme in mine so far but uh beautiful 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 song and i think uh one of those that uh everybody's heard and if you don't know off the top of your head and you're like well i've known elvis presley but i don't know if we've heard that song i guarantee you have yeah, yeah you've heard it yeah <laughs> so just beautiful and uh real fast before we go on uh, anymore uh one thing i was one that keep thinking of uh that i didn't add in my list uh and i don't know if this is going to make sense but if you took the course out it's one of the prettiest songs in the world to me, but is the damn Yankees uh, high enough? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I, and there's nothing wrong with the course. The course is fine. It's a great song, uh, an all-time favorite. But the song itself, without the course, is one of the most beautiful songs. Um, but uh, but anyways, I, I just I got off track there, but I, I had to throw that in there. So, uh, you know, Elvis Presley, Can't Help Fall in Love, is my next one. Well, I'll say, I would say definitely leave the course in because that's, Honestly, the reason why I like that song is because the chorus. Well, I like I like the chorus, but the chorus uh, the chorus isn't pretty like the uh, it, the, the yeah, tempo of the song. It makes it too big. Yeah, the, 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 sure, the, and the chorus is nice. There's nothing wrong with the chorus. I like the song as a whole. It's just that the the part the, it don't it's not pretty like the song is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for this exercise. Sure. I don't know what you mean? So, um, um, but but yeah. So, uh, and I'm going to spit off a few to you so we could go move through because I know I've got too many uh, as it is. But um, I had Bohemian Rhapsody on my list, uh, okay. so that that was one that um, you know I was sitting there thinking, and that's I think it's a beautiful song, um, and that song takes you through so many emotions listening to it. And one reason it's so beautiful for me is the words, um, yeah, you know. So, but that there's that. Um, I had Ario Speedwagon can't fight this feeling. I always thought that to be a beautiful song, um, so that that's on my list. Uh, the song my wife walked down the aisle at our wedding to November Rain by Guns N' Roses. Um, I always thought that was a, a beautiful one. Um, I've got a few more here. I'm going to spit them out. The Righteous Brothers Unchained Melody. Uh, that's on my list. Uh, Led Zeppelin Stairway to Heaven. Uh, not a personal favorite, but it's a pretty song. Uh, and then I've got three more. I've got uh, Warrant, Wind of Change. Oh, Scorpions, Wind of Change. One of my all-time favorites. Warrant, Heaven. And then last... But, oh no, excuse me. 
Uh, I've got Santo and Johnny Sleepwalk, which is a very old song. And everybody's heard it. You just don't know the name of the song. I promise you, go type in, uh, pause the podcast. We'll wait. But type in Santo and Johnny Sleepwalk, and you've heard the song. Uh, and then last but not least, this is the one I was wondering if we crossed, but uh, I Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd. Uh, that That's one of the prettiest uh, songs to me. I love the song. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, um, as far as that song in general, um, uh, it's not one of my favorites from theirs, just because it's um, it's one of their only few radio songs. Sure. Um, so I've heard it probably several times, kind of just more tired of it, but... Um, I'd, I'd have to think of a, a song from theirs that's pretty to me, because um, um, cause like they don't really have a whole lot of ballads, at least off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, I was going to mention probably the only other one top on one on top of my head. Uh, probably one of my favorites from this band, uh, "When the Children Cry" from White Lion. Great. Um, so again, it's very one of my all-time favorite solos. It's only I don't know 15, 20 second solo, but. Just in general, that song is like I said, is you know beautiful. It's a great song. It's um, big ballad. I think our list could just be um, top five ballads. Yeah, no, it definitely could. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's kind of what uh, a subtitle of our uh, pod title could be. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: uh, Is there anything now that we're done with the list? Is there anything that uh, you're thinking of now that we could have mentioned is there or is there anything that you didn't mention because you feel like uh it would not you didn't think it would be um i don't know what the word i'm trying to look for okay so like I, i'll give you one what's the song by the struts that's uh they're very pretty song uh, uh, somebody new somebody new okay i in my mind i'm thinking if i mention that then that's me not being very deep and and not like uh, it, it seems like it's me being lazy uh but if i don't include that so um i i just i didn't include that just for that fact but uh is there any of them like that to you that you're like well no i'm not going to use that one that one's either a ha- uh, low hanging fruit or it just feels like uh something a 14 year old would use i guess that's why mm. i didn't use the struts um well i think i just tried to stay personal sure and stay away from the like i said the all-time you know Top 100, you know, Rolling Stone prettiest songs or right. you know, ballads or whatever. Try sure. to stay away from, I guess, the more chalk songs. I mentioned like Bridge Over Troubled Water. Um, I think that's the only one I included because, like I said, it was too good not to. Yeah. But, um, there's a few songs that, well, you mentioned like More Than Words would have been, um, like I said, on that all time nationally published list. You know what I mean? So I try right. to stay away from those songs, but, um, but in general, I think that's the only criteria. I said try to stay personal and to what I like. Um, and I tried to stay maybe nothing too new because mm-hmm. um, I didn't want to stay biased towards like, um, well, I could have included a Harry Styles song I like. I kind of fell on. Um, Which song would that have been? Well, there's well, there's two, but I'll mention the big, I think it was his first, might have been his second song he released as a solo artist. I think it was called It's Fallen. Okay. It's a piano ballad. It's kind of a definitely a almost a almost soft rock just piano ballad. Yeah. Um that's one I could have included. Um uh, so I, yeah, so I just tried to stay away from any new songs really. That's what I and got. anything off of like, you know, almost the ones that are like uh, you know, too hanging fruit, low hanging so, fruit. So so the Billy Eilish song you must really like then if you included that. Well, I don't, I don't I know she has a video for it, but okay. I don't think it's a uh, uh, single. I don't think it was. Okay. Uh, it was like I think she did a video for it. I yeah. might have been like, because I think it was one of her first. Well, it's off of her first kind of big EP. Um, so I know it was. Um, and I said one of those that's more like a, a deeper in the album. Like yeah. I said, that like you kind of had to um, get listen to it all the way through to get okay. to it. Um, so I, I don't think it was a single because her biggest song off that album is Ocean Eyes and that's one that kind of broke her right. broke her you know made her famous is that the one that's in the commercials kind of whispering uh, a little bit like a, it's got like a, a quick it's kind of upbeat but it, uh, uh, I'm trying to think I saw a commercial with one of her songs on a bunch of commercials but there's one I, I, I can't remember I, I'd go back to that but, but yeah um, but yeah so I like that one a lot and like I said this was um, so I included that one like I said cause I, 
out of, out of her songs, like I said, I'm a big fan. So that's probably probably my, I don't know, four or five. Yeah. Within my top five of hers. So uh, yeah. So that's why I included it. And um, I think there was a few songs on the fringes that were just too, almost too upbeat that I probably didn't yeah. include. Like what? Um, or where there's uh, a Pink Floyd song. Um, I mentioned, uh, I want to say my, I mentioned on one of these lists, um, Pink Floyd's um, Three Different uh, Pigs, Three Different Ones. Yeah. It's um, more of a, I guess, more of a storytelling song. I guess yeah. it's not really much of a ballad. It's kind of too upbeat. Um, so I, I said, so there's a few that were almost too, I had yeah. some stuff going for it. Yeah. Um, was there is a Poison song that I, mean, I want to mention, shout out, because it is one of my favorite Poison songs. Um, Life Goes On. Yeah, it's off their debut, song. It's off their debut album. I love that song. It's yeah. probably my favorite from them. Might I, be my favorite Poison song. I love that song. Yeah, that's probably um, my favorite, too. Great chorus. Yes. And, uh, Something to Believe in is another one. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, so I, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I saw that video the other day, something to believe in. I don't know why, but it just happened to come on my YouTube. And it's one of those things where it's like, man, I haven't seen this in a long time. Let me, uh, and I remember how cheesy their video, cause <laughs> yeah. a lot of times poison, you know, during that era, a lot of the times the video did them on stage, you know? Um, but, uh, I think something to believe in is one of the, there's a step that's not them on stage. And it's, uh, a lot of him, uh, and it's cheesy, cheesy moves. And I like Brett. I've seen him in concert. I, I, I love Poison. But, uh, uh, you know, it's one of the first bands me and my mom, like, both got on because she liked when she was younger. Um, and I actually took her, or she took me to see the concert, actually. But, uh, uh, you know, had I was young. I was 18 or 19 years old, and me and two friends, and uh, we we all party but no um good those are good those are very good choice i have one uh kind of stuck out in my head that i've always thought to be a pretty song but i i guess it's not meant to be pretty i don't know i don't know what i'm saying here okay candle box uh far behind is it far behind um uh, i can't remember the name of it but uh but anyways it's a it's a 90s song and uh mm -hmm. by the band candle box and i've always felt it to be pretty but what's really pretty about it is the the music like the guitar in it mm -hmm. like um uh, so, and I, I, so I don't, I don't, I can't explain to you why it's pretty, uh, but it's a pretty song to me, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't see that one being on many lists, uh, more so than, uh, it's just one of those, for whatever reason, it, it just, it scratches an itch for pretty inside my brain. Uh, but that would definitely be, uh, far behind. That's it. Uh, but very beautiful song to me. Uh, and like I said, it's all in the guitar. It's nothing to do with the singing or, or anything, and it actually has a a pretty uh, I don't want to say heavy, but it's a, a you know a heavier uh, course for a song that someone would consider pretty. Mm. Uh, you know, you know the song? No, not okay. off my head. You you would definitely uh, know it as soon as you heard it. But uh, but that that would probably be. Um, and I'm trying to think if there's any other ones. I I you know I know a lot of the uh, and here's like a, I guess a. A dirty little secret inside of Daniel's brain. Uh, not really, but um, one one uh, I guess a little secret for me is there's a, like Bruno Mars. There's some of those that I really think write pretty songs. Yeah. Uh, that if I'm being honest with myself and I made a big broad list, I would probably have to cross uh, into those boundaries uh, too. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So. Um, yes, yeah, so I thought this was a fun list to I guess figure out what what each other thought was pretty because sure. i guess it could be obviously it's you know opinion an opinionated question yeah um that's the way i thought of it it's almost like almost the subject matter and almost the sound of the song like i said it can't be it kind of uh i almost more like down the line it can't be too heavy too upbeat right too, this, too that yeah um ballads are in the yeah like kind of you just pretty much, yeah yeah a lot of uh, pretty much heavy heavy more ballads really <laughs> yeah yeah for but, sure uh, but yeah i thought it was uh that was a good cool, list. Uh, one of those, like I said, could go awfully. It's going to be different for everybody. Sure, sure. It'd be different for everybody. Well, okay, and before we go on to uh, things of the week, um, you know, one thing I was thinking of, you brought up something uh, about a month ago that's really been in my head, and, we'll, and we could save this if you want. I'm, I'm all ears for what you want to talk about next week, but uh, you brought up um, like a fantasy uh, a lit, uh, uh, concert uh, or a – 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, uh, what's what I'm gonna think? A music festival like type list. Yeah. So uh, to uh, go into that real quickly. Okay. So uh, this will be uh, this will, this will be our uh, theme next week if you want to. Okay. Since this is the end of this one, the this week's list. Sure. Um, so uh, I got this idea from um, a sports podcast. They covered this probably over a year or so ago. Yeah. It's kind of come back to me where. Um, I, so, uh, obviously, these, these well, let's I'll say set it in the mud here. Uh, we choose eight eight bands okay. or eight artists. Right. Um, it, it has to be cohesive as far as the list. Okay. So, um, so to make it more guidelines, so it would be eight eight bands or artists. They all have to be maybe not the same genre. I mean, that, even though that would be a easy thing to do, but like uh, same theme. So they can be like glam bands. You know, pop artists, sure. heavy metal bands, thrash metal bands, whatever. Sure. So these different. Basically, uh, I need to make it make sense. Yeah, yeah, okay. like you know, not Billy Eilish and Metallica. Sure, you know, that wouldn't necessarily fit. Which maybe. Um, but I guess you know if you what get I mean. creative enough. Yeah, if you get creative <laughs> enough, yeah, it'll yeah. fit. Depends on how well we do this. Yeah, so like I would say, try to keep it like a, like maybe like an actual festival. Yeah, I got so you. Like a, Eight bands or artists that have to be cohesive. Okay. And you have to have a headliner. Okay. So what I mean, it should be either the biggest or the most popular person you choose, uh, bands you choose. Okay. So like uh, thrash metal, Metallica would be the biggest. Okay. They'll be the headliners. So uh, just uh, you know. I like this. Keep in mind. And yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go as far as to having a whole name and thing for this. Uh, yeah. because I wanna I wanna make it. I want you to be like, that don't make sense at first, but then I want to be so creative with this that you go, yes, that definitely makes sense. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that, but in my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm going to really make this uh, creative enough that uh, I'll make it make sense um, and tie it together. So I love this idea. I think this is going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, so if you're listening at home, um, you know, kind of like Matthew just said, we're going to give you a fantasy uh, music festival. Uh, and uh, we have some, you know, eight greats in our minds, or maybe in yours too, and we're going to make it make sense to you. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That'll be cool. All right, so we'll definitely do that. Um, and now you um, you want to go into our, our news of the week? Yeah, um, yeah, so we can. So, okay. well, first off, do you have anything? Uh, go, go first because I can't, I don't think I do. I'm trying to remember if I did. Um, and let me go look at my list real fast while I'm sitting here talking to you, trying to kill time to look at this list. All right, um, so go I'll, ahead. I'll go since I have one. Yes. Um, so, I'm gonna shout out a podcast that it's also a Netflix show, but okay, um, it's limited so far as there's not a whole lot of songs on the Netflix show, okay. but anyway. The podcast is called Song Exploder. Um, it is uh, pretty, obviously, it's big enough to have a TV show behind it. It's where this, uh, pretty much just one guy, he um, interviews um, interviews an artist, and they do, and they cover go through one of their songs. And okay. when I say go through, they'll talk about the conception, the lyrics, the music, and they'll, if the artist wants to shout out like a guitar part, they'll play just that guitar part. So yeah. not like the song in general. For instance, the um, Danny Elfman, he did the music for Nightmare on uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, okay. among other things. Uh, great composer, but um, he did the music for Nightmare Before Christmas, and they go down, go through, uh, what's this, you know, from the movie. Yeah. So they talk about kind of how he wrote it, the ideas he had behind it, what he wanted to do with it. Right. And, of course, lyrics and music. Um, so as a, they go through this probably like 30, 45 minute podcast, like I said, it's, through, it's called Song Exploder. They just did one. I ain't listened to it yet mm -hmm. on a uh, Rick Astley. Uh, it's never going to give you up. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so like I said, so check it out. Super interesting pod. Um, some of the songs I've never heard of, okay. but there are some bigger artists on there too. So like I said, it's a pretty uh, fun pod to listen to if you need something new. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I, so I'll have to, uh, I'll have to check that out. Okay, so I remember, Matthew, I, I didn't really have anything uh, in news, so to speak, but uh, I did want to make sure I, I covered this. A couple new albums came out this Friday. 
this past Friday, and then there's an upcoming one. The, the ones that come out, the Black Moods, which is a band that I like, they scratch an itch for me. They not really like anything else that I like. They're really 90s, uh, uh, you know, ish, but this new album is called Into the Night, and it's really got some more, uh, I'd say, 70s-ish uh, sounds to it. Okay. But, um, you know, I checked it out a little bit, the surface of it, uh, this past Friday morning, and uh, there's a couple songs that really stuck to me. I've got to go back and listen, give it a good listen. But, uh, so, you know, so far I like what I'm hearing with it. Uh, the other album, which I was very, very happy and, and you know, very highly anticipating uh, the release was uh, The Cruel Intentions came out with a new album. Uh, Venomous Anonymous. Uh, this is a good album. Uh, th here's the problem with this album, Matthew. Uh -huh. this, uh, this album's good. It, it's, um, you know, they're back. Uh, if you like The Cruel Intentions, then you'll be excited. Uh, probably a lot of you don't know who The Cruel Intentions are, but they're rock and roll uh, through and through. Um, you know, they're definitely 80s LA rock influence. Uh, here's the problem with them. Th so they're from. Um, I, you know, I'm not, I want to say they're Swedish. Uh, they're, you know, they have this great album, a lot of good songs. Um, and, but the best song of the album is called Salt E Dit Sar. Uh, now that song they sing in their native uh, language. Oh, okay. Um, so, Interesting. uh, and it sucks because I'm American and the song that I like the most uh, they're, they're singing in their, you know, their language. Um, now it doesn't stop me from liking the song, but I still like the song, of course, but, uh, you know, and I've never had this situation until now, but it definitely, uh, you know, sucks a little bit that it's mm -hmm. not, you know, it, I, I can't sing along to the song that I really like because, yeah. uh, you know, I, I don't know the words I, and I can't understand the words, uh, because it's not in my language. Um, but uh, nonetheless, the album's good. Uh, I definitely recommend for, for anyone who likes uh, the, the style of music. But, uh, you know, they, they have one of those singers who he... Uh, I probably wouldn't like him with any other band, but I really like him with uh, The Cruel Intentions. He's just, uh, just just something about it. It's just, it works. And, mm -hmm. um, and again, if you like um, that L.A., that old 80s um, uh, hair metal... Uh, the rock and roll, then you'll like uh, the Cruel Intentions. But those are two albums that are uh, that came out uh, Friday. Uh, check them out. And one that I am dying for for comes out this month. Uh, we mentioned it already. Um, uh, Classless Act. I want to say it comes okay, out the 26th yeah. or something. But uh, I told Matthew. I, can't, I think this is all fair. Uh, so this album comes out. They are. It's their debut album. They've not even had an EP, and uh, they've already got uh, Vince Neil on a track. They've got a track with Justin Hawkins, I think, playing guitar. Um, so, you know, of course, they come highly anticipated in the rock world, but there's a song on there uh, called On My Phone, and it's, uh, you know, you can already see the track list. It's number four on the album, but uh, I am dying to hear this song. I've not been anticipating a song like this in a long, many, many years. And the reason being is you can go on YouTube and look Classless Act on my phone, and you can find a video of Derek Day doing the song a few years back. Um, and it's, a, you know, doing it acoustically, and it's so good. Beautiful, catchy song. Uh, but I have no clue what the studio album, what it sounds like, uh, you know, with uh, not acoustic. Uh, so I'm dying to hear it. I hope that I'm not let down. My anticipation, like my, like I'm expecting so much from this song, and I can probably only get let down. Uh, but you know, I'm ready to see one way or another. Uh, so mm -hmm. I can't wait for that. But check that out. It's coming out later this month. Um, and I've already mentioned this, I think, last podcast. But I gotta mention it again. Matthew mentioned Justin Hawkins a bunch on these uh, on these things of the week. Uh, with his uh, YouTube videos, I cannot stress enough. You have to go check out Justin Hawkins' uh, YouTube videos that Matthew's been bringing up. They're so good. And if you listen to us, then you probably look at rock and look at music the way we do. Um, so, uh, and you, if again, if you're listening to us, you probably find what we find interesting uh, and how we find it interesting with music. So you will definitely like the Justin Hawkins stuff. You know? Yeah. Yes, it is a good YouTube channel. You should really check it out. So, uh, but Matthew, we got to find out who we're listening to next week. So, um, I know we went Lady Gaga last week. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to scroll through, man. I am not looking. I am scrolling through all these songs in my phone. I don't know who I'm going to click on. I am scrolling and I'm stopping. 
No, I don't. No, let's not do that. Okay, I know that's probably not fair, but I didn't want to do tenacious D. Uh, so, Me okay, so let's stop, and we've got the helicopters. Do you know who the helicopters are? No. Okay. Well, we're gonna do them. Do they don't they have, have much. Do they have enough songs? Uh, let's see. They have. Um, they've got enough. We we've got enough albums. There's about four, three or four okay. albums. Okay. Um, yeah. and so we'll check them. And actually, they just had an album come out. So, um, you know, that came out uh, April first, and I have not heard it yet. So okay. I'm, I'm very excited for this. Okay. So we're doing the helicopters. That's H E Hella H E L L A copters. Um. But uh, we'll do that, and like Matthew said, he probably with the, the great idea, we're going to do a music festival for you guys. Um, and uh, I just want to tell you, we really appreciate the listeners. I, I know we say that a lot, but I, I guys, I cannot stress uh, how how awesome and how humbled it, I am by it. Uh, I know Matthew is too. We talk about this all the time, the fact that, uh, you know, there's some of you guys out there who actually listen to us uh, talk about uh, something that we love talking about. So, uh, yeah, we'll keep doing it as long as you uh, keep listening, as long as we keep enjoying it, which we do, and we never will not enjoy music. Um, but we'll just uh, just help us uh, help us find, um, uh, I guess, things to talk about, you know. So, uh, you know, keep, keep us going. But uh, nonetheless, we'll come back with another great one next week, and uh, I look forward to it. So see you next time. Peace. See you.